Hey Mama! The Peaceful Mealtimes with Kids audio challenge is happening from June 7th to the 10th. This challenge is all about equipping you with a simple strategy to increase your self-confidence and help you raise a healthy, competent eater with less stress and fighting over meals. You'll get actionable lessons delivered to your inbox daily and coach with me on the last day for free. You can go to oliveandblaze.ca forward slash challenge to check out all the details and sign up. You're listening to the Thriving Mom podcast. I'm life and nutrition coach Ume Uguta and I'm here to help you create the motherhood of your dreams without sacrificing your health and well-being. On this podcast, we dive into mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, Thriving Moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you feeling? I'm so excited that you're here. It's so warm and nice outside. My family and I were getting ready for our vacation. We're going to be gone for two weeks on a road trip across Canada's west. Well, just one province over, but we're so excited. The kids are so excited. We're going to go play in the water, visit friends, and eat. It's going to be so much fun. What do you have planned? Come share with me. I'm over at Olive and Bliss Wellness on Instagram or Facebook. Today, I want to talk about taking personal time out. First, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners who left a review on Apple Podcasts, which reminded me that I haven't read a review in a long time. Now I know you're all listening and you're all benefiting, so please take one minute and leave that review. This is how we get this message out to other moms. Thank you so much for those who have left a review. Thank you for sending me your DMs and letting me know how the podcast is changing your life. So if you haven't yet left a review, just take a minute, put it there, and let's get this message to other moms. Anyway, this message is from CLRock113, who said, Uime is the most sincere and genuine host. I look forward to listening every week for that perfect combination of a push to be better and a warm hug. Thank you for all you do, Uime. Thank you for your kind words and for listening to the podcast, CL Rock. That's what I'm going to say, 113. I really appreciate the words that you've left there. But I was laughing when I read this because (laughs) when the person said a combination of push to be better and a warm hug, it just reminds me of one of my friends who said that sometimes I really just need to bring a couch to coaching people because I kind of tell it like it is. (laughs) So now every time I message her, I'll send her like a little emoji of a blue couch with a lamp to say I'm coming in and I'm giving you your seat to sit down. Anyway, let's talk about the podcast episode today. We're talking about taking personal time out. And this podcast is going to push your buttons in a good way. For some of you, you might feel resistant to it and that's all right. But trust me, when I say your resistance is just telling you that this is an opportunity for you to explore, to go deeper and to learn a little bit more about yourself. Because that's just maybe where you might be needing that breakthrough. I highly recommend that you take what resonates with you and leave the rest. 
So the whole premise of the Thriving Mom and Olive and Bliss Wellness is that we all need to take time to take care of ourselves. We are worthy of doing that because we just are better humans overall when we take the time to take care of ourselves. And that means sometimes we just need to call ourselves and give ourselves that time out. Not in like a punishment type of way where you go sit in a corner, but more like, hey, listen up, take a chill pill because we're driving ourselves nuts, (laughs) right? Even though we think it's our children or our jobs or our partners or families, most times it's just coming from inside our brains, right? So when we're in the thick of the, when we were in the thick of the pandemic, I thought, you know, after this, so many of us are going to come out, we'll be more gentle with ourselves, we'll rest more, take time to prioritize ourselves. But what do we do instead? We're all playing catch up. It's almost like we're trying to cram two plus years of time that we think we may have missed into today and tomorrow. And why is that? So for me, I always think about when I was misdiagnosed with IBS, it was the thing I was doing. I was trying to cram school, working full time. I was pregnant, raising a toddler, and just trying to put all of that into a little amount of time caused my body to fight back. And I always wonder, why do we feel the need to do this, to push harder, to work harder and strive more when we haven't even taken the time to appreciate and own what we have right now? Most times we don't even know what we're chasing after. We just know we're chasing something and we think we need to catch up. But at the end of the day, we're not even sure what it is we're trying to catch up on or we're trying to get. I think about my client's I was asking her the other day, I said, well, why do you feel the need to catch up? And she goes, well, because if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And I was like, okay, so what? Who's going to say you haven't done what you were supposed to? Who gets to make the rules? Who gets to set the expectations? Is it your husband? Is it your children? Is it your boss? Is it your parents or society? Because the thing is, many of us just depend or we run on autopilot based on the constructs that we've picked up ever since we were children. So we've been taught that other people make the rules and we follow, we need need the checkboxes. And then we do all of the work that we do. We can't eat, we can't sleep, we can't take care of ourselves and our bodies decide to fight back, right? Because we're constantly just in this fight, freeze or flight mode where we don't have the energy to do anything else, to even rest or digest. Like we're always just trying to survive. And the whole premise of my work is to teach us how to thrive because motherhood is always going to be chaotic. We cannot wait to say until things get better, until my son no longer needs me or my daughter, until my parents no longer need me. These things will always happen in our lives and we must be willing to adapt ourselves to be able to thrive no matter what. So since it's June, I wanted to just have this quick midpoint check-in with you and ask you, when the year is over, what do you want to remember about yourself? What kinds of memories do you want to hold? Because we live in a time where women have so many privileges, yet we're still struggling. And yes, there are systems that exist to keep us down. But at the core of it, we've accepted this belief that we're not worthy. So we sacrifice our lives, we sacrifice our time, we sacrifice our health, hoping that somehow we'll find our worth or maybe someone will finally tell us that we're worthy. 
So I really want you to think about where you might be striving and hustling for your worth and why. In episode 80, I talked about the good mom syndrome, which is just a set of social behaviors that have been internalized by moms based on unconscious ideas and beliefs of what it means to be worthy of being a mom. And it's all a fantasy because when you think about all the things you do, for most of us, we still don't feel worthy or good enough and we don't have those warm and fuzzy loving feelings. Why? Because none of those things give us feelings. Our actions do not create feelings. It is our thoughts that create feelings. When you choose to give yourself love and affection and accolades, there's no need for thinking about, oh, I must fill my cup first because you're always just going to be flowing in abundance. And that's what matters. When you have thoughts that remind you of how worthy you are, no matter what, how loved you are, no matter what, how accepted you are, no matter what then you always run in overflow. I always think about a spring of water. One time I'd gone for a summer camp and we went to this river and the spring was just like bubbling and water was coming out and it was so fresh. A spring doesn't pause and think about how it's going to fill itself back up. It just knows that its source is never going to run dry. And because it knows this, it doesn't bother thinking about that. It focuses on its overflow on giving life and giving fresh water to the people who need. So I just want to remind you that you are innately worthy. God created you to be worthy just as you are. And no one can take from you. No one can add to it. So start taking care of yourself. And I have some thoughts (laughs) to help you for this personal timeout because we all need it. So feel free to borrow them or find ones that feel true to you. The first one is there's no rush. You don't get things done better or faster by rushing. You actually run the risk of making more mistakes or doing a haphazard job when you think this way. So just focus on what if I woke up believing that there is no rush, that I'm not behind? How differently would you go about your day if this was your thought? There is no rush. I have a client that I'm working with right now and this was the first thing that we started working on. I'm like, we can't talk about body image because your brain is just constantly thinking about the next thing to do. And we've just been working on building awareness for her. And it's really helped her because every time she feels that anxiety coming, that thought of I need to do more or there's all this stuff to do, she just reminds herself there's no rush. And that helps her to slow down and calm down. So that's your first thought. There's no rush. The next thought is I have enough time in my day to do what matters. Time is what we make of it. Growing up in Nigeria... We just took our time for everything. People just showed up however way they wanted. You know, things were very slow compared to the West. So I remember when I came here and I was like, whoo, everything's just like a rush. People are rushing everywhere. People don't even have time to pause and say hello. I mean, now I live in a small town, so it's a little bit different. But when I came, I was living in a bigger city or I've lived in a bigger city for most of my life in Canada. And it's not always the same. People are always on the go, 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 go. But time is what you make of it. If you wake up every day thinking you're already behind because maybe the kids woke up before you or you didn't wake up at like 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. I don't even know what the trend is right now. Guess what? You're going to create the reality of being behind and not having enough time. Your thoughts create your results. So stop thinking I don't have enough time and focus on I do have enough time to do what matters in my day. This is going to help you focus 
on how you can plan your time more appropriately and decide what matters. Now, the third and final thought I'm going to offer you is other people's priorities are not my priority. This is something I've been saying for years with my kids. And I said this to my 10-year-old the other day. And she was just like looking at me like a deer caught in headlights. Right? But if you think about it, have you ever wondered why your list, like let's say you wake up in the morning and you have three things you're going to do. But at the end of the day, you haven't done any of that. It is because you allowed other people's priorities to become yours, especially when you have children. And if they're strong-willed like my daughter, it's going to happen. So you must be the one who's paying attention and keeping your priorities top of mind. Like there's nothing wrong with my 10-year-old wanting me to do what she wants. It's fine and I welcome it, but I'm not going to do it on my time. And that's what I had to keep telling her. Does it mean she'll not ask me again? Absolutely not. But I keep reminding her, I have my own priorities. And when I'm done my priorities, then I can do your priorities. And that doesn't mean that I don't spend time with her or do what we regularly do just to connect. This includes things that are outside of that. Like when she wants me to take her to the store so she can go buy stuff. I'm like, no, if I don't plan on going to the store, I'm not going to the store. It's that simple. So other people's priorities are not my priorities unless I consent to them and authorize them to be. This is much more empowering because you make the conscious decision to allow those priorities be yours. So those are your thoughts for time out. There's no rush. I have enough day or enough time in my day to do what matters. And other people's priorities are not my priorities. And I just wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about what this could look like practically. So first of all, you just want to start by taking care of your mind. Decide how you want to feel on purpose and focus on thoughts that will create that feeling for you. Our feelings don't come from our actions. They come from the thoughts that we think. And that's why two people can do the same thing and feel differently about it. So for me, I naturally tend to focus more on negative thoughts or thoughts that are not helpful So this continues to be a daily thing for me. Like I have to work through it and make a conscious decision to choose my thoughts on purpose. And I do this every morning. I just wake up. I brain dump my thoughts. I see my anxious thoughts. I acknowledge them. I remind myself that it's okay. I'm safe. And then I just redirect my thoughts to how I want to feel throughout the day instead. This is a process that I teach my one-on-one clients, which makes a very big difference in how they see their days in how they take on their days. Mostly, they just end up with less stress and pressure. The next thing is rejecting diet culture in all its forms. All the forms of patriarchy, white supremacy, all the C's and isms, let them go. You are not more worthy for having a thin body. You are not more worthy for eating organic. All of these things are distractions. And this is always what keeps a lot of us bound because we're so focused on trying to fit someone else's expectations of what our bodies should look like or what we should be eating that we don't pay attention to the things that matter. We don't pay attention to showing up at work and being ourselves and speaking in ways that command attention. We don't feel comfortable showing up to the job interview and knocking the socks off your feet. I don't even know if that's correct. (laughs) Right? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I understand that these are things that are hard for a lot of us, and that's okay. We can still acknowledge these things 
that these systems of oppression exist and choose to rise beyond them. Because when we're still trying to fit, when we're still trying to conform, we're giving our power over to the people who make these rules, to the people who make these structures. And that's not what's going to help us thrive. So focus on how you want to feel in your body and let that guide how you move and how you eat. If you're scared of allowing yourself to do that, it just means that you've been disconnected from yourself for a while. And that's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. It's possible for you to build that connection back. I think about my client. When we started working together, she couldn't even know what she liked when it came to food. And so she just didn't eat for the whole day. She would drink coffee, go to work, and then maybe snack if she wanted to, and then come back home and it would just be like eating constantly. So we really had to work on building that connection again through safety and trust that she will always have her back. By the time we were done, she was eating foods. She even started eating fish, something that she had told herself she would never eat. And she was so excited to try other foods. Her body knew exactly what she needed It just wanted that safety and connection. And finally, just take care of your body. This is not about focusing on how much you love your body, but it's about focusing on respect and care. When you respect something, when you care for it, it shows in the way that you approach that thing. So think about how you want to feel in your body. Dress it up in a way that makes you feel good. Your body does so much to take care of you. So take the time to nourish your body. Take a bath or a shower. Put some lotion on. Get comfortable being with your body. The more you take care of your body, the more you create safety for your body to relax. And when that safety is created, it's easier for your body to relax and know, you know what, I don't have to protect her anymore. I can just be me and do what I need to do. Use the foods that she has eaten to take care of her. Guide her to move in ways that feel good. This is what happens when you create safety and take care of yourself and respect your body. I'm going to be hosting a class about the power of style in the fall for moms. And I'm so excited and looking forward to that class because I think this is an area that so many of us forget about and it matters. It's a huge deal. So taking care of yourself means choosing to thrive. And sometimes that means take the time out and refocus on what matters. That's how you become a thriving mom. That's how you become the woman you want to be. And I want that for you. So that's it for this podcast episode. I hope you take the time to give yourself that time out and focus on what matters. Have a beautiful week, my friends. And as always, keep thriving. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to take that work deeper and implement one thing that you learned this week. And if you'd like to take this work further, come work with me inside my coaching program. You can go to oliveandbliss.ca to learn all about me and how I can support you.